What's going on, everybody? And thank you for joining me on this episode of the Wyman Podcast. Thank you for listening, however you are listening. Whether it's on the Anchor app, which I record all my episodes on, Spotify, Google Play, Pocket Cast, also available on Breaker and Radio Public, all that good stuff. Um, no matter how, ma- how you're taking my content in, do appreciate it. Thank you for all the listens, likes, follows, retweets, tweets, DMs, comments, all that stuff you guys do. I do appreciate it. Um, makes it worthwhile. Um, yeah. Okay, so we got the... It's Wednesday. Wrestling Wednesdays. We got the uh, Raw and SmackDown Live. Following the surprising, entertaining... Um, some are saying classic, I don't know if I'd go that far, but, uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view, um, on Sunday night, um, which was pretty good, and, uh, Raw, Raw didn't disappoint, gonna always start off at Raw, kinda go in order, don't wanna jump around, cause a lot of now, especially with this new wild card rule, wild card rule they got in, uh, in place, a lot of stuff that happened on SmackDown as a result of what happened on Raw, or as a continuation of what happened on Raw. So it's better to start off with Raw first. So, you know, we're not backtracking and backtracing and trace backing and going all back and forth and doing all that stuff. Okay. So Raw kicks off. Now, it's already been announced that uh, Mick Foley is going to present, introduce a new title to the WWE. Um, but that does not kick off the show. What kicks off the show is Mr. Money in the Bank, the Beast in the Bank, Himself, Brock Lesnar, walking out with his Money in the Bank briefcase, and he has it as a boombox, and he's listening to Brass Monkey, and he's listening to Becky Lynch's theme song, and John Cena's theme song, and whatever else he may be listening to. There's so many gifs and gifs and gifs and memes and posts up that uh, have different songs playing to Brock, uh, <laughs> apparently listening to his briefcase like a boombox. Um, I thought it was actually pretty cool. It shows like the lighter so- side of Brock. Better than him just coming out there, standing there while Paul Heyman talks. You know, it actually, you know, gives you something else to boo. Um, you know, he's kind of taunting the crowd with it, obviously. You know, he's smiling and laughing and, you know, all that stuff with the briefcase. Which is good. It gets more heat on him, you know. It gets, you know, the boos got louder and, the, you know, the reactions got louder, all that stuff. Um, so basically they come down there, you know, Paul Heyman cuts another great promo like he always does. Actually one of the best ones he's cut in a while, I think, maybe because he had some time off since WrestleMania, you know, I mean, he usually does have some time off anyway, but, um, you know, maybe it's because we haven't heard him in a while, you know, maybe, um, maybe it's just something to do with that, but I thought this was one of Paul Heyman's better promos in a while. Um, he really set the table for what Brock Lesnar can do, what Brock Lesnar's options are, um, how long Brock Lesnar has to weigh these options. Um, you know, obviously has a year to cash that briefcase in. And, of course, as Paul Heyman also did lay out, um, well, Seth Rollins comes down to the ring, you know, badass Seth. Good booking here. I like how Seth comes out, you know, because he's doing this whole fighting champion thing, and he's going to be different than Brock. He's always going to be on Raw. He's going to defend the title against everyone and anyone, and, you know, Raw, 
you know, uh, pay-per-views, all the pay-per-views, everything. You know, Seth's going to be the opposite of what Brock was. So I'm glad um, they booked him to come down. It wasn't just like a an open-ended Paul Heyman promo, you know. Actually got a little payoff seeing Seth come out and get in Brock's face and all that stuff. Um, but where was I going with that? What was I saying? Oh, so anyway, when Seth comes down, Paul Heyman explains to him, you know, hey, dude, you don't know Brock's even cashing in on you. Why are you getting all worked up? Why are you getting all amped up? You don't know Brock's cashing in on you. Now with this wild card rule, Brock could cash in, um, you know, on the WWE title or uh, champion too if he wants to, you know, go to SmackDown. How about that? Seth, maybe we're done with you. You know, we don't need you, Seth. Who are you? Get the hell out of here. You know? And I actually like that because it's it's such a heel dick move. Because Seth just beat Brock fair and square at WrestleMania. Well, maybe not fair and square. He had a little low blow help. But he still beat him at WrestleMania for that universal belt. But now the way Heyman words these things and the way Heyman's so good at, um, you know, put putting stuff... Um, or I should say presenting stuff how he wants it to be presented, how he wants it to be, um, perceived. He's, you know, he's basically take, you know, Brock has his briefcase, so now he's treating, he's still treating Brock like the champion, like, you know, who are you? Maybe you're not good enough for Brock to cash in, you know, uh, being cashed in by, on Brock, or, uh, by Brock is a privilege, you know, and I thought, I thought he did a great job of it, um, you know, kind of just putting Seth down and, kind of, uh, you know, kind of trying to check Seth and, you know, try, and it also elevates Brock. It also puts Brock, the way he did it, it also put Brock, like, right back on top of Seth, even though Seth is the champion. Seth beat Brock for the championship he has. So, you know, I think the way he just does that, he sets everything up, and he, you know, he really uh, drives it home, you know, right at the end, he drives it home. Um, you know, he just he's just the best at it. And then you get as soon as he brings up that you know, that WWE title match, you know, you get Kofi Kingston come out. And uh Kofi says he's ready at any moment too. As well as, you know, being WWE champion. So now he's out there uh you know, almost asking for Brock to cash in on him and and then Heyman of course flips it back around again and points it out like hey you know these two are you know you two are fighting to be to basically lose your belt you know first of all you don't want to fight Brock second of all you don't want Brock to cash in on you because most likely it's going to be you know after you've already done a match or got beaten up or whatever Mm. and you guys are out here fighting for it so I thought it was a really good segment it was a really good um you know, promo by Paul. I thought Seth and Kofi were good. I thought, like I said, I thought Brock was good with the whole boombox thing and, you know, laughing and using, you know, really using that Money in the Bank briefcase as a, as the prop that it is. Um, and uh, I thought it was a really good opening to Raw. I thought it was a really, really strong opening to Raw after a hot, hot ending to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I thought they, they, you know, took that momentum and carried it right into Monday night. Um, what do we got next? Uh, Baron and AJ Styles had a little, um, okay, so the end of the promo, it says, you know, stay tuned, you know, Brock's not leaving, um, you know, you guys have a match later on and Brock's not leaving, so, you know, maybe you guys will be lucky, one of you guys will be lucky enough for Brock to cash in on you tonight, 
So, you know, they kind of leave you with that. Um, so Baron and AJ have a segment in the back. I think this is good for both of them. Like I, I told you guys, I, I don't know if it was on the Money in the Bank recap or the or the preview show. It was one of them. I've been putting Baron over for a while here. I like, um, you know, it all started with that Kurt Angle win. And then he, he he's beating Seth on, uh, I think he beat Seth on a Raw. He's beating Ricochet on Raws. I mean, Baron's on a nice little win streak. Um, I do like what they're doing with Baron. Um, and I think him and AJ would be a good program. They both could obviously talk. Obviously, they're not trying to keep AJ heel. Um, you know, he was heel for like two weeks with Seth just because Seth is Seth. But now, obviously, they're going to go with AJ being the good guy again, which is hard. Like, you know, you get guys like AJ Styles or uh, uh, AJ Styles or Kevin Owens. You know, you got you want these guys to be heels because they're good talkers. You know, they can really spice up a rivalry. Um, you know, they can wrestle their ass off. But it's so hard sometimes when half the crowd or more is cheering, you know, AJ for AJ Styles or even for Kevin Owens. It's hard to keep these guys, you know, Kevin Owens is better at, might be the best at staying heel. You know, they really don't flounder with him too much, um, if at all. But AJ, they're always going back and forth with AJ because it's just so hard to keep him a bad guy. It's so hard to boo him when you know he's arguably the best wrestler on the roster. He's a great talker, you know. It's just hard for, for for the normal fan to boo AJ Styles. Um... But him and Baron should be good. Hopefully they, you know, they go a little long ways. Maybe in the SummerSlam or maybe past SummerSlam. Who knows? But I think the matches will be good. I think the, the segments will be good if it's, you know, given enough time. You know, they they got like a little backstage thing um, on Monday, so hopefully they get more time than that. I think they will because the company likes both of these guys. So I think this will be like a a, a strong, um, you know, uh, second slot. Rivalry on Raw behind the Universal title. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Okay, so Shane. Shane and Roman get into it. Um, you know, Roman says he's done with Elias. Shane says he's not done with Roman. Elias isn't done with Roman. You know, because of what Roman did to Vince. Um, and then, you know, Shane kind of... You know, Roman challenges him to a match, and Shane kind of um, accepts it, but then is like, ah, not tonight, but you know what? I do accept it for a super showdown. So that was already, I think that was already leaked or confirmed. Um, even before Money in the Bank, I think that was like a like a, one of the confirmed matches with Shane and Roman, or it was very heavily rumored at least. But, um, okay, hope maybe Roman will beat him. I, I don't think Shane will beat I mean, if Shane beats Roman, I think Shane's got to have a title run. I mean, shit, he beat Miz at WrestleMania and Money in the Bank, one of the top baby faces. I mean, man, if he if he beats Roman, Shane's looking at a title run. He's got to go against Seth next. I mean, really. Really, he has, he's got to go against Seth or Kofi next because he's, um, Shane is hot, red hot right now. <laughs> but, anyway... You can't, then you have um, Shane introduce um, what seems to be his new bodyguard in Drew McIntyre. I don't know what they're doing with Drew McIntyre. He's a, if if you have Baron and AJ going at it, which it seems like Baron and AJ are going to start a rivalry. I think Drew's got to be ty- uh, fighting for that Universal Title against Seth. I don't get 
like you know, I, I said it in one of my shows before. Drew or ba- or Baron should have been the next heel guy up to fight to fight Seth. And um, you know, if, like I said, they're putting Baron with AJ. I don't know what the deal is here with Drew and uh, Shane, unless Drew, you know, maybe Roman beats Shane and then Drew goes on to fight Roman, or Drew helps Shane beat Roman um, at Super Showdown, which wouldn't surprise me. The way they're booking Shane. I mean, I didn't think he'd beat Miz once. He ended up beating him twice. Um, one of them at WrestleMania. You know, the biggest show of the year. So, the way they're booking Shane, who knows. They could have Drew come in and help Shane. Or even Drew and Elias. I mean, apparently Elias isn't done with Roman yet either. After getting squashed in a three-minute match on Money in the Bank. I don't know what... I don't know. But, um, you know, maybe they have Drew come in. And, uh, you know, help Shane. Shane beats Roman, and then Shane's like, ah, forget this. You know, I'm done with you. You know, fight Drew or whatever. You know, and then you could have Drew and Roman at the uh, stomping ground later in June or, you know, into SummerSlam. Now, if they're building a Drew versus Roman rivalry, would be cool. But Roman is also on SmackDown, and I want to say Drew's still on Raw. I'm pretty sure he's still assigned to Raw. He, I mean, he was, he was representing Raw in the... Uh, money in the bank ladder match so uh, you know i guess roman would i mean roman's on both shows anyway every week so i guess roman would just be like the permanent wild card guy which which seems like to doing that anyway but if they're leaning for a drew versus roman thing for the summer i wouldn't mind that but i just don't like you know i just don't see drew winning it kind of seems like they're just holding roman off until um, you know, Kofi or Seth, because you don't want to put Roman against Seth just because of the whole history. You know, the two really good guys. And you don't want to put Roman against Kofi, because Kofi's another super over uh, baby face. So you don't want to, you know, pit Roman against that, because then you know, people then you got then you make people choose. You want it to be a given of who people root for. Uh, root for. So they're gonna wait until they put the title on Kevin Owens, or uh, maybe even like Sami Zayn gets a title run. Or even a guy like Baron Corbin gets a title run. And then they'll have Roman fight that guy. So, um, I, you know, as it seems, I don't know really what's going on with Seth. You know, if Baron has a fight or uh, a feud with AJ, Drew seems to be in this thing with Shane and Roman. So I don't really know who um, who Seth's looking forward to. I guess he's just waiting to be cashed in on Brock. I don't know. Um, on to a moment of bliss with the special guest. The Raw Women's Champion and former SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, Becky Lynch is the guest on Moment of Bliss. Um, nothing really much here. I just don't really like how they're doing the whole Nikki with, you know, Alexa sidekick thing. Um, now, later on, they did add a match, a three-on-two match, that uh, had Nikki, uh, you know, Nikki and Becky versus... Uh, the Iconics, which was nice to see them. You know, they're still the women's tag champs. I know people forget. But, you know, they still are. They won it at WrestleMania. And even Becky mentioned something about them not even defending it. Which kind of sucks because the Iconics are really good on the mic. Um, they're okay in the ring. I think Peyton Royce is a little better. I, Billy Kay is still kind of iffy with me in the ring. But I think Peyton Royce is pretty good. But they're both really good on the mic. You know, they know how to get heat and uh, get reactions from the crowd. Which is why I think that's a reason why they they have those ta- uh, women tag titles in the first place. 
Um, the only problem is that there's not a lot of women tag teams. And they don't spend a lot of time with them on TV. So it's hard to put them on a pay-per-view when you don't put them on TV to, to you know, build that pay-per-view match. Um, but, you know, the Iconics are out there. Good little three-on-two match. Um, not, you know, good little segment. It's nothing, nothing crazy. Just building Lacey Evans and Becky, it seems like. I guess they're going to run that back on, on Raw for the Raw Women's Belt. Um, okay, and then leading on to that... Oh, uh, what the hell was that? Okay, yeah. Well, leading on to that is uh, Mick Foley comes out. The introduction of the newest WWE title. And it is the WWE 24-7 belt. Um, I don't, I don't really get the rules on this. Besides the 24-7 thing. So he says... I'm kind of confused because I was even trying to read it online. And they were saying, you know, he was really marketing the third hour of Raw, has to get Raw again, blah, 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 you know, this and that. So, I don't... First of all, back in the day, Raw was only two hours. So, to, to say that the last, you know, third hour of Raw needs to be Raw again. The old Raw that Mick's talking about and that, you know, that made Mick famous was two hours, first of all. Second of all, the... I don't get it. They said the title will be defended in the third hour of Raw. But it will be defended also on any brand. You know, 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, Raw, SmackDown Live. Um, I think I got them all. All that stuff, 24-7. But then he, ha- you know, then he says it's the third hour of Raw. So I'm kind of, I'm just confused on that whole third hour of Raw thing. Is, the, is, like, the whole third hour of Raw just going to be 24-7? Just, you know, people fighting? I don't know, maybe. Maybe they're, like, reserving, reserving the third hour of Raw for that, which would be kind of weird. Be, like, an hour gauntlet match every... Or, like, an hour, uh... An hour battle royal every Monday night would be... Well, I think that would get kind of old kind of quick. But, um... So they have a bunch of guys... You know, Mick drops the belt in the middle of the ring, and, it, you know, they ring the bell, and it's just, like... You know, all hell breaks loose. You got all these guys come out. Uh, Bobby Roode, Titus O'Neil. Um, shit, I can't remember all. That. I know No Way Jose was out there. Uh, Mojo was out there. Mojo Raleigh. I mean, there was a bunch of guys out there. It had to be like ten to fifteen guys at least. They're all fighting, scrumming, scramming. Um, Drake Maverick, I think, was out there. Uh, you know, and ends up. Uh. Titus O'Neil wins. I think I think he was officially the first ever 24/7 champ. He walks up the ramp. Uh, Bobby Roode or Robert Roode, whatever you want to call him, rolls him up. He gets the pin. He gets the belt. He goes running backstage. People chasing him. He's hiding. So then he ends up running out. You know, he ends up getting away from the crowd. He ends up running out to the uh, the. Um, and that's not the parking lot. It's like where the superstars get picked up. I forget what the hell it's called. But anyway, our truth has like a running car out there or whatever. So he's like, truth, truth, help, you know, whatever. So he runs over. Our truth is helping. Um, he tells him to get in the trunk. <laughs> so he throws him in the trunk. You know, um, everybody comes looking for him. Our truth's like, no, he went that way. He went that way. Whatever. Um, 
and then he lets Robert Rude out of the trunk to get in shotgun. And there's a ref sitting there. And he's like, "What the hell?" And then R-Truth beats the hell out of him and pins him. And R-Truth hops in the car and hauls ass with the the 24/7 title. Um, and I thought that was I thought that you know I thought it was really well done. Honestly, I thought the title's ugly as hell. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you guys that it's ugly as hell with the green strap and the gold. It's like a clock. It's like a 24/7. Uh, yeah, it's ugly. It's ugly. I'll, you know, I'll give you guys that. But um, the idea of it, the concept of it, is is good. I think you know, um, depending on the guys, they let it. You know, they work it with. I think it'll be good. I think um, it has. It does have a lot of promise. A lot of openings for surprises. Um, you know, and all that stuff. So, um, that's pretty much it for Raw. Raw is pretty good. Um, Kofi got a win against Baron Corbin, which kind of killed his momentum a little bit. But, I mean, he lost to Kofi. He lost to the WWE title. It was a, uh, it was a tag match. Kofi and, um, Seth versus, um, Baron Corbin and, and Bobby Lashley. So, I mean, you know can't go crazy with Baron losing that one I don't expect him to beat Kofi or Seth again I think he's pinned them both I know he's at least pinned Seth in a tag match or you know so I can't get crazy over over Corbin losing to the WWE champion um you know and then after they get the hell beat out of him Bobby Lashley and Baron beat him up and um you know here comes Brock again with that briefcase at the end and then he kind of teases it he kind of you know backs off and then Paul's like you know hey we're going to tell him, you know what, we'll tell him next week who we're going to cash in on. We'll tell him next week. You know, so I, you know, expect to see Brock back again on Raw next week. And, you know, we'll see if they actually um, inform us on who Brock is going to cash in. And maybe even when. Maybe he will cash in, um, you know, at a, for a match at Super Showdown. Because he's scheduled to be there. And I don't think he has a match yet uh, confirmed. I know... I don't think Seth or Kofi have matches yet. Maybe they're kind of keeping that open, so like people are wondering. Um, so maybe he does cash in for a Super Showdown match. Um, we'll see. We will see next next week on Raw. Overall, I thought Raw was a pretty good show. Um, a lot more than I expected after the whole, you know, anarchy going on with Brock winning the the briefcase on Sunday night. I thought it was a really good show between the twenty four seven title. Um, you know, the promos with Seth and them, and, you know, the whole thing with Brock, um, you know, kind of just holding that briefcase over both of their heads, kind of, you know, making them paranoid, like Paul Heyman was saying. So I think it was pretty good. I don't really have a lot of complaints. Um, no Firefly Funhouse, that's one complaint. It was like a minute, it was like a minute little uh, video montage. He didn't really actually see Bray. You know, so I don't count that as a full episode of Firefly Funhouse. I was a little disappointed, but it's all right. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Maybe. Um. Okay, and on to SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live. Um, what do we kick off with? Elias in Shane's office. Um, talking about Shane. Um, and Roman, you know, basically lies saying, 
giving excuses why he doesn't um, or why he got squashed on Sunday. Um, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's good. I mean, it's lies, so he kind of, you know he made it a little entertaining, but it's still you know you got a guy defending getting squashed. I mean, why drag it out? But whatever. This is what they're gonna do until Shane and Roman go at it at Showdown. I'm assuming Elias is gonna get involved. I'm assuming Drew McIntyre is gonna get involved. Um, you know, it's pretty much what they're setting up here. Um, and then that's only about a few minutes, two three minutes. I think they make the match Elias versus Roman uh, for later on in the night, and then right into they segue right into a new day uh, celebration, celebration for Big E's return. Um, you know, they get Big E out there, they're doing their thing, you know, classic New Day, great to see New Day back together, really long six weeks without Big E, and, you know, Xavier playing the trombone, and Kofi, just being Kofi, you know, just all three of them are just so good together, the chemistry, and the catchphrases, and the, um, you know, all their little signature things that they do, it's just, it works so well together see why they've they've been successful for so long even now that Kofi has a WWE title you know these three guys are still so um cohesive as a unit and so um on the same page it's it's crazy it's really good to see really fun to see um really fucking really entertaining too I have to say um then Kevin Owens Kevin Owens interrupts walks down to the ramp down the ramp and then Sami Zayn's music hit. So you got Sami Zayn with the wildcard ruling effect from Raw, Monday Night Raw. Um, you know, it's announced that Sami Zayn and Kofi are going to go at it later on tonight. Um, SmackDown. You know, Kevin Owens doesn't say anything, and then Sami just starts rambling. Um, you know, Kevin Owens hands him his mic. So now Sami has two microphones, and he's, like, talking. <laughs> he's, like, talking. He's cutting his promo, and he's, like, holding a microphone in each hand. And he's talking to both mics. It's just classic Sami Zayn. It's just like ultimate, ultimate, ultimate friggin' goofball. But at the same time, he's like mad. You know, he's heel, so he's like mad. He's like, you're not going to walk out of here, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as he's saying all this, um, you know, he's talking in two microphones. It's just, he's just fucking, he's just another guy. It's so entertaining. Him and Kevin Owens. But Sammy really, really did a good job of this one, um, this segment. Um, you know, and then they they transfer into Sammy. Uh, advertising Sammy versus Kofi for later on the night. So we'll see what that that has. Then we go to a shout of uh, Blonde R-Truth in the back. You know, so he had that 24-7 title from Raw. Um, you know, and now he's like... He, he's like in SmackDown trying to disguise... As, I don't know, I guess he's trying to disguise as Carmella or he's trying to dress as Carmella. I don't know what the hell he's doing. But he's got this blonde wig on and he's with Carmella. And, you know, they're just going back and forth. It's another good segment. Um, with our truth and Carmella, they're, they're really good together, too. Um, Carmella ends up, like, giving him a makeover. <laughs> I don't know, she, like, puts sunglasses on and, like, a cut, a crop, uh, what are those t-shirts called with the belly cut out? You know, you got your belly, our truth stomach showing and it's just... It's just funny, a little funny comedy. Um, yeah, the, uh, Mustafa Ali versus Cien Andrade. 
Um, really good match here. Cien kicked the shit out of him. Um, you know, Cien really beat the hell of the hell out of him. Uh, Mustafa Ali had to get in the ring twice. I think he got in at eight or nine counts. He was almost counting out t uh, twice that I remember. Um, you know, and then just real physical match here. And uh, But Mustafa Ali gets the win. He rolls up Cien, little schoolboy or whatever the hell. He did. He rolled him up, and Mustafa Ali got the win after getting his ass kicked. So, you know, classic good guy. Um, you know, book in there. But, you know, get your butt beat for 10, 15 minutes, and then you still get the win. So there you go. Mustafa Ali, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Bailey, backstage interview with Bailey, the new SmackDown Women's Champion, the former Miss Money in the Bank. Got the briefcase. Cashed in later that night, won the SmackDown Live. Uh, women's title Bailey backstage says she's past the hugs she's done with the hugs get those hugger section signs out of my face she's done with it she's a champ she's fighting she's ready to fight anybody and um you know hopefully this is true I, I mean I'm not saying that Bailey should be bad cause she uh, teams up with Becky Lynch later on in the night to take on Lacey and uh, Charlotte but you know, I I think Bailey does have to get past the hugs a little bit and all that stuff, and you know, let's get let's get a little serious. She's been around for a few years now. Um, back also backstage, you got uh, Biggie was apparently attacked. You know, we didn't see the attack. He's just holding his bad knee. He's got the little knee brace on or uh, whatever you want to call it, sleeve, whatever those things are called. You know, uh, somebody attacked his knee, his bad knee. They just returned off of, you know, after being out six weeks. So, um, you know, he's saying it's Kevin Owens. It was Kevin Owens. You know, we never see it. We don't, I don't even think we see Kevin Owens again in the show, to be honest with you. I think Kevin Owens fucking popped smoke and got out of there. But, um, you know, that's what Biggie said. It was Kevin Owens. So Kofi tells Xavier Woods to stay back here with Biggie. And once again, even though Biggie and Xavier Woods are back, you still see Kofi go out there by himself and fight which every week they've been doing this for the past few weeks now and they're really separating Kofi from the New Day um, you know the more they do this the more you know we're going to get used to seeing him without the New Day and Big E and Xavier by his side and sooner or later one of those guys is going to turn Kofi might turn and say listen I don't effing need you guys blah 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 or you know one of the other guys might turn like hey dude you know, you know, we got you that title opportunity. You're a champion because of us. You know, what Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn saying are right. You know, you need us, this and that. And then, you know, they might turn on him. Either way they do it, I think it's good. But um, So you go into the Kofi Kingston-Sami Zayn match. Uh, Kofi beats Sami. Um, you know, one-on-one -on -one clean, which is, you know, no problem with. Like I said, Kofi's the champ. He shouldn't really be losing a lot on TV. So he gets the win on Raw over Baron in a tag match, and he gets the win over Sammy in a singles match on SmackDown. Um, but then the big story after the match is Dolph Ziggler returns out of nowhere, cashes in, um, not cashes in, <laughs> cashes in. Yeah, like eight years ago he cashed in. Fucking money in the bank. Um, he returns, beats the hell out of Kofi. I mean, he wraps the chair around his neck the whole nine yards, drives it into the table. I mean, he really goes in, you know, they play it out. You know, he has a stretcher come out and get Kofi, wheel him up the ramp. Kofi has to come back and, uh, you know, fights his way off the stretcher and says, I'm walking out. I'm walking on my two feet out this arena. You know, 
good thing to do for Kofi. Still gets the crowd over. Still gets Dolph over in a big way. A lot of heat. A lot of heat attacking Kofi like that. Um, then on to the, uh, the, the female tag I, I mentioned before. Bailey and Becky versus Charlotte and Lacey Evans. And Bailey actually pinned Charlotte again. So I don't know if they're trying to set this Becky and Charlotte thing up or because you just had Becky cash in or Bailey cash in and beat Charlotte on on Sunday for that belt and then you have her beat her again on Smackdown you know I thought they would maybe go with um you know Charlotte beating Bailey to kind of say hey you know I you know I want that uh title match you know it's bullshit you know you cashed in blah blah, blah. but now they have Bailey beat Charlotte which is, um, okay, we'll see where they go from there. Um, later on in the night, Dolph comes out again uh, to actually cut a promo this time. Um, tells people why he uh, did what he did. He ends up challenging Kofi to Super Showdown. So now Kofi does have a match at Super Showdown um, against Dolph for the WWE title. Um, so maybe they're leaning towards Brock cashing in on Seth for Super Showdown, or maybe he'll be doing something else. But I know he is booked for that show. Uh, Brock Lesnar is. So I mean, he's he's got to be doing something, and it still still hasn't been announced, and we're about two weeks out. So we'll see. But now Kofi does have a match officially um, as of Tuesday night against Dolph. So I think. <coughs> Excuse me. I think that'll be a really good match. I don't know if Dolph is gonna win. It'd be kind of a shocker for me if Dolph won. Um, it depends on how they do it, you know. But um, they could always have Dolph win and then have Kofi, you know, somehow get a rematch at Stomping Grounds or, you know, whatever the pay-per-view is in July. I don't know what the hell it's called. But, um, you know, they could always do that. There's nothing written in stone saying, um, you know, just because Dolph wins, you know, Kofi's never going to be seen again. I mean, Kofi's going to be seen again. He's one of the most popular guys on the on the roster. He's done a great job carrying that belt since he won it at WrestleMania. So, I think, um, I really don't know which way they could go. I, I could see him, you know, having Dolph win. I mean, why would they bring him back two weeks before a show? Put him on the show to, to um, you know, fight for the belt and then just lose. Like I said, it depends on how they do it, if people get involved and all that stuff. But the last time they did this Super Showdown, there was a lot of, like, F-job finishes. And um, even the one with, you know, Brock and Roman in the, in the cage, they, like, had Roman spear Brock to the cage. But Brock hit first, but he, he didn't. I don't know. It was weird. It's kind of like, you know, they, they book it as, like, WrestleMania and all this stuff. But it kind of reminds me of a house show with a lot of the finishes they did now maybe this time it'll be different you know it's their second time i I believe it's their second time going over there so um you know maybe it'll be different but the first time reminded me a lot of like house show it just reminded me of a house show just a lot of you know dq finishes and f job finishes and no no real title changes and stuff like that but we'll see how they go with dolphin kofi um and in the main event uh, Roman pins Elias again. I don't know why they keep doing this to Elias, but Roman pins Elias. You know, Shane ends up getting involved. Roman gives some to Shane. 
And then Drew McIntyre pops up and hits them with a uh, Claymore. Hits Roman with a Claymore, I should say. And, um, you know, so there you go. Like, you know, they kind of set it up on Raw. You know, there you go. It's kind of like the the three against one thing they're doing here with Shane, um, Elias, and Drew. All kind of fighting, ganging up on, on Roman seemingly every week or every show. Um, I do have one problem. Before, you know, before I start bitching... I'm going to say all my good stuff first. I do like SmackDown. I did like SmackDown. Dolph Return was good. Got a lot of heat. I don't think he should have did the promo that same day or that same night. Because then you kind of, you know, you raise the question of why he did it. And then you answer it a half hour later. It's kind of weird that they did that. But I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to get that match out there. For, um, you know, because they only have two more weeks until, until that super showdown. So... Maybe they just wanted to get that match out there. It seemed kind of rushed, the promo. But I did like all the matches. I mean, I didn't really see a bad match on the uh, on the card. I like what they did with the 24-7 belt. Having R-Truth keep it. Kind of, you know, have him run around with it for a little bit. He's an entertaining guy. He's entertaining as hell. Especially when you throw him and Carmelo together. You know, they'll be really good with that. If Even if they hold it for another week or two and then drop it. You know, you can't have a guy have this belt for six months. You know, it's a 24-7 belt. Now, you know, you got to kind of make it real. Like, yeah, he survived SmackDown, but, you know, by the time Raw rolls around again, or SmackDown next week, R-Truth should drop it. Nobody should have this belt for, like, you know, six months or eight months on end, you know, when you're defending it 24-7. So, you know, you also got to make it somewhat realistic. But R-Truth survives another night with the uh, 24-7 belt. So we'll see what they do with that. And uh, the one thing I wanted to bitch about is the, the wild card rule. They had four guys on the wild card rule, if I'm not mistaken. They had Becky and Lacey. You know, Becky's the Raw champ. She lost a SmackDown belt, right? So she's on Raw. I mean, she, she shouldn't be assigned to SmackDown. She's a Raw women's champ. She lost her SmackDown belt. Yeah, Lacey Evans, who's assigned to Raw, I know because her, when her name popped up, her name was in red. Becky's name uh, tag or nameplate was in red. Sami Zayn, they they openly advertised as being the wild card rule when he came out in the opening segment um, with Kevin Owens to interrupt the New Day uh, welcoming back Big E. So that's three right there. And then at the end of the show, you have Drew McIntyre come in and kick Roman's head off. Pretty sure Drew McIntyre's just on the Raw. I mean, like I said, he's he's um like I said before, he was representing Raw in the, in the ladder match on Sunday. So I don't know. That's that's four guys. And I just remembered that they changed it to four. It's not three anymore. Well, I'm a fucking jobber. Four guys, they fucked me up the ass with that one. Because I had it, I wrote, I wrote it down, and I thought I had them pegged. I thought I had them nailed. As soon as I saw Drew McIntyre, I said, aha, that's four. I got you, WWE, I got you, Vince. And then as I'm sitting here counting, for some reason, Lars Sullivan popped in my head. And I remember when Lars Sullivan walked into that office and Vince changed it to four. God damn it. Ah, what a fucking mark. All right, well, now I got to stop. Now I got to end because I just lost all credibility. All credibility is gone. Until next time, which will be Friday... Uh, my schedule, NFL schedule preview continues um, 
third division. I've done the AFC East. I've done the AFC South. I will be doing the intriguing, not the most intriguing, but uh, pretty intriguing NFC North next week. Um, well, actually Friday, two days, not not next week, but um, you know Packers, Lions, Bears, Vikings. Pretty pretty good players in that division. Hopefully, some better better football this year. Um, you know, everyone besides the Bears kind of sucked last year, but that's why they're so down. That's why they're only the third division I'm doing because they're not that interesting to me. Besides a couple players, but um, as far as this wrestling episode goes, I do want to thank everybody for listening. Um, you know, don't forget to give me a follow on Twitter at Wyman Podcast One, number one, Y M A N Podcast One, the number one. Or on Instagram, just Wyman Podcast. No one, just at Wyman Podcast, Y-M-A-N. Um, you can find me on either one of those, usually at any time. Uh, if you want to DM me a question, DM me a comment saying you like the uh, podcast. I know I just had a review, I think last night, yesterday, last night, early morning. Um, I had a review. Got a 6 out of 10, which I'll take. You know, I don't... Um, I mean, I definitely do my research, but I don't, um, you know, this isn't my main source of income, I should say. You know, I'm not like a professional podcaster, one of these guys making, you know, 10 grand an episode or, you know, two grand for every listen he gets or, you know, whatever they do. Some of these guys are making bank off podcasting. But no, me, I just like to do it because I like to talk sports, wrestling. So um, if you want to comment on the review, tell me I suck. Tell me I'm a fucking idiot for trying to call WWE out on having four Raw guys on SmackDown when I thought it was three. When I just remembered that they changed it to four. <sighs> what an idiot. I can't believe I did that. I wrote it down and everything, like in my notes. Ah, fucking idiot. Anyway, um, yep, comment, like, retweet, repost, DM. Let me know. Yeah, ask me a question. Find it relevant. If you ask me a WWE question, I'll try to answer it on the wrestling podcast. NFL, same thing. Football question, I'll try to answer it on NFL. UFC, NBA, anything you guys want to talk about, just let me know, and I'll be happy to talk about it with you guys. do appreciate all the likes, um, follows, listens, especially the listens, because that's what I get paid for. I don't get paid off of you know likes and retweets. That's what Twitter gets paid for. I get paid off of listens on Anchor app, Spotify. Um, Google Play, all that stuff. So um, I'm just going to wrap this thing up once again. See you guys on Friday for NFC North schedule preview. And until then, catch you guys later. Thank you.